Hello, I'm Casey Butler and I want to talk to you today about weeds, walls and want. What was that you said? Weeds, walls and want. It's something that King Solomon observed and talked about. Now, who was King Solomon? Well, he was the son of King David in the Bible and he was given special wisdom by God. So much of it that throughout history he is known as the wisest man who ever lived. Solomon's life is characterized by, in his early days, being someone who was very faithful and true to God, but he eventually turned right away from God in his life, and then only towards the end of his life did he come back to God. He learnt a lot. Throughout his life, he wrote a number of books and he wrote also an extensive number of proverbs. Apparently, he spoke 3,000 of them and many of them are recorded in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs. It's interesting what a proverb actually is and the Oxford Dictionary defines it as a short, well-known, pithy saying that expresses a general truth or piece of advice. And we are going to actually look at one of Solomon's Proverbs a little bit later. Solomon was very observant. You can tell from what he writes about that he observed many things in nature, you know, animals, um, agriculture, insects, the weather. He also observed things like tools and work. He observed the human body, he observed human behavior and relationships and wrote about and learned many lessons and important things about um, what he saw. And this brings us to when one day Solomon observed weeds, walls and want. And it stood out to him so much that he recorded what he saw and then wrote what he learned from it. And we find this in Proverbs chapter 24 verse 30 to 34 and it says this I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of a man void of understanding and lo it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down then I saw and considered it well I looked upon it and received instruction Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Well, that's what he saw and that's what he learned from it. How did Solomon determine that this man was slothful? He says he went by the field of the slothful. Well, it seems plain that he, he worked that out based on what he saw the condition of the man's living quarters were. You know, it's place all covered with weeds and the wall was in disrepair. And just based on that, the fact that it was so unkempt, he was able to determine that this man who lived at this place was slothful. And what else does he say? He says void of understanding. That means without understanding. This man had, you know, just didn't quite understand what was really important in life. 
So, what did he think about all of this that he saw? Well, he wrote a lesson carefully. And what did he say? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So, I guess in today's terms we could think of this as oh, a little bit of laziness here, a little bit of uh, procrastination or um, just carelessness here and there. Yeah, doesn't matter too much. That's what would be the attitude that he is trying to um, convey. And he is saying that eventually this kind of attitude will eventually catch up on a person. He says, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth. Now, if people, if someone's traveling and they just happen to turn up at your place, you would say that that came fairly unexpectedly, wouldn't you? So it seems like he's saying that when we, when we have these habits of, I don't know, a bit of carelessness here, a bit of carelessness there, laziness here and there, eventually trouble's going to end up catching up on us and it's going to come rather suddenly in a way that we don't expect. And then he says also that thy want or thy, thy poverty would come as an armed man. Now an armed man is someone who has a weapon and so and obviously then has the potential to do harm. So we would think then that the poverty that comes or the trouble that comes to someone like this will actually harm them. And you can you can imagine that if this man's house was all covered with weeds and if it's all covered with weeds probably food crops wouldn't have been growing so well so he may this this slothful man may well have gone hungry and that would have done him harm so that's how well that's just a, an ob- obvious example of how it could do this man harm so what can we learn from this about today how, how can we apply this lesson in today's living culture well let's think about our homes our rooms where we live do you think if Solomon came by your place today would it look like the lazy man's field bits and pieces unkempt everywhere and looking like it hadn't been touched for an awfully long time or is your place in order and organized and the impression that people see when they look on it is, oh, that place is well well kept and up to date. What about your work habits? Do you, you know, miss bits here and there and maybe leave some jobs unfinished here and there and it just all seems to go like that in terms of your work ethic? What about wasting a bit of time here and there? Just being a bit careless in terms of how we spend our time. These kind of habits, according to Solomon, they can get us into trouble when we least expect because they all just add up on each other. You know, it's interesting that Solomon's little proverb here, his lesson that he learned from this experience about um, the lazy man, it's actually repeated in the book of Proverbs in another chapter. It's actually repeated in chapter 6. And it's in the context he's talking about the ant where it says go to the ant thou sluggard consider her ways and be wise which having no guide overseer or ruler 
provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. So here Solomon has observed the ant and he sees how industrious and persevering the ant is. He doesn't waste any time. He just sets his mind on the task that has to do and just keeps working hard till it's accomplished. And then there's no poverty for the ant because he has meat for himself in the summer and food in the harvest. And Solomon gives that as an example of what we can do instead of the lazy man and what he did. So I encourage you to think about your life, think about your habits, and think about whether they are more similar to the lazy man with his weeds, walls, and want, or whether they are more like the ant with its diligent industriousness. And wherever you find yourself to be, Go for the ant. God bless. Thanks for listening.